Hello and welcome to Yumi and the Economy. The impending global recession is already taking its toll on India, while meetings on labor codes have failed to reach any consensus. In other news, SEBI has approved a framework for creating India's first stock exchange. My name is Kavita Kabir and here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. Factories are dialing back production in the US. The UK went for the sharpest interest rate hike in the quarter of a century. Germany is witnessing the biggest drop in consumer spending since 1980. A report of the UN apprehends a global crisis worse than 2008 and the pandemic year of 2020. And if the world goes down, it would be foolish to assume that India will stay afloat. The much celebrated export-driven growth that peaked to an all-time high of 422 billion dollars in the last year is already tapering. Global demand has taken a hit in several of the western economies that are either entering or are already in recession. With uncertainties precipitating further in the European theater of war, the crisis may deepen. 91% of the economists in the Reuters poll expected inflation to be 7% or higher, tearing into pockets of the poor who tend to spend a large share of their income on food. The gimmick of the finance minister shopping for vegetables is not going to have any effect on the prices. The effect is also chilling on the white collar job market, like the IT sector where hiring has already taken a hit. The job market in September saw a dip of 20% from August, making it the steepest month to month fall in about a year and a half. Vacancies have dropped remarkably, climbing down from 3,30,000 in May to 2,10,000 in September. Companies are likely to slash campus and entry level hiring by as much as 20% in the year starting from 1st April. So the claims of India remaining untouched are either naive or are deliberately misleading. The Center for Financial Accountability, focus on Global South and Economic Research Foundation are organizing a two-day conference on finance in India. The theme of the conference is The Dynamics of the Global Recession, Repercussions on India and the Way Forward. This event will be held on 11th and 12th of November 2022 at the Institute of Social Science New Delhi. Register for the event today with the link in the description box. Majority of the central trade unions during their recent discussions with Union Labour Minister Bhupender Yadav have urged the center to withdraw the four labor codes. Leaders of the 10 central trade unions reviewed the developments at a meeting last week and decided to maintain their positions. The center claims that the four codes are a major step in process of labor reforms. The central trade unions have held three general strikes against the code so far, alleging that the codes will result in taking away whatever little social and economic security that is left in the employment sector. The farmers organizations had also supported the trade unions in their protest. Even the RSS affiliated trade union Bharatiya Mazdoor Sangh opposed the labor codes. on the industrial relation code and the occupational safety health and working conditions code the bms along with the opposition trade unions also sent a letter to the prime minister narendra modi opposing these the government did not consult anyone at the time of drafting these codes or passing them in the parliament even the objections raised by the parliament standing committee on labor were ignored the 10 central trade unions have demanded that all trade unions should be part of the consultations and that the indian labor conference be convened immediately to discuss all labor issues the securities and exchange board of india approved the creation of a social stock exchange and its framework in a board meeting recently 
The proposal for the creation of a social stock exchange was put forth by the finance minister in her budget speech in July 2019. The capital market regulator said that it will engage with Nabard, Sidbi and stock exchanges to create a capacity building fund of rupees 100 crore. The social stock exchange will be a new segment of the existing stock exchange. Non-profit enterprises and for-profit social enterprises with an explicit social intent and impact will be allowed to list on the social stock exchange these entities will be allowed to raise funds from investors through equity these entities will be allowed to raise funds from investors through equity zero coupon zero principal bonds mutual funds social impact funds and development impact bonds Entities that would want to raise funds via the social stock exchange will have to register with the same. While such moves go towards creating incentives for investments in the social sector, the primary responsibility need to lie with the government to spend and ensure work in the social arena. Civil society defends policy gains and advocates for further change at the annual meetings of the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. This week, the World Bank Group and the International Monetary Fund are holding their annual meetings in Washington D.C. The meetings bring together finance ministers, government delegates, parliamentarians, and actors from the private sector, academia, and civil society to discuss the global economy, poverty eradication, economic development, and aid. This year, they will have to consider the global economic crisis, the ongoing impacts of the pandemic on the world, food security, and the climate crisis, to name a few. A fundamental component of the annual meetings is the Civil Society Policy Forum or CSPF. This is an opportunity for civil society organizations and communities affected by development projects to engage in key conversations and share their critical insights and expertise with the World Bank staff and officials. The establishment of the Civil Society Policy Forum within the context of the annual meetings was an important milestone in opening space for direct dialogue between civil society and the World Bank Group and the International Monetary Fund. In addition, the Civil Society Policy Forum shines a spotlight on the importance of involving affected communities in decision-making with the World Bank, given that these policies, practices and projects have direct bearing on people's lives and livelihoods all around the world. CSOs have long been at the forefront of ensuring that this space remains integral to World Bank's event for the week and that it increasingly draws World Bank staff into the conversations about the most pressing issues and challenges development finance institutions currently face. This work has taken on new importance since the onset of COVID-19 pandemic. This highlighted barriers to meaningful public participation in virtual fora and heightened the risk of reprisals that human rights defenders often face for speaking out against projects financed by multilateral development banks. This year, the annual meetings will be held in person for the first time since the pandemic began, starting on 10th October and will continue until 16th of October. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more news and analysis, go to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to Yumi and the Economy. <laughs>